Hello, I am Allison Weisbrot, the editor of Campaign US, and I'm here with Julian Mintz, Roku's co-head of US brand sales, to chat a little bit about how the company is looking to make brands unmissable in TV today. As more consumers shift their TV streaming to Roku, the platform holds a unique position to make brands unmissable in the crowded TV ecosystem. From power on to purchase complete, Roku guides brands through the entire streamer's journey. Julian, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Allison. It is lovely to meet you and really appreciate you guys having me. So before we talk about how Roku looks to make brands unmissable, give me a quick description of you, who you are, your role, and um, sort of how that fits into Roku's ads business. Yeah, absolutely. So I co-lead Roku's advertising sales business. Um, So working with top 200 brands to help them modernize their TV marketing strategies to take advantage of all the really great promise that streaming can bring. Uh, Really, we look at streaming as the merging of the power of a television, which has sat in the middle of the living room with great effect for for many decades now, with the power of a computer. Um, And what's come of it has been a really powerful advertising machine that brands are just now starting to wrap their minds around how to harness. And so the goal of me and my team is to help them with that. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how, um, where you sort of see the industry today at that point, because I think, you know, as you said, there's, there's streaming and that sort of marries the, the beauty of linear and digital together, but there's also a lot more fragmentation, right? There's a lot more opportunity to, not have your brand reach as many people as it typically would in the past. So talk about how Roku helps brands stand out when it is sort of easier than ever to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's such a great question. So I think the first thing when we talk about where the industry is today is streaming has overtaken linear. Uh, we, We saw this moment coming a while back. In fact, our CEO, Anthony Wood said quite a while ago that all TV will be streamed and all TV advertising will be streamed. When he first started saying it, I'm not sure how many people believed him. Now it's fairly objective. Uh, So I think that's the first thing is in 2022, for the first time amongst adults 18 to 49, which has been the core TV buying demo since forever, uh, more of that audience was reachable via streaming than it was linear. So that was a really seminal moment in the business where television is truly streaming first. All of that being said, yes, it's a it's a rapidly growing space. A lot of uh, major media companies have released streaming channels. Those channels have had various business models already in their their infancy. Uh, Ad supported streaming is growing really fast, uh, and it's just a different technology. It's uh, television that's delivered differently, and you deliver the ads differently. And there's a lot more that an advertiser can do than they could do in linear. And I think what we're seeing is brands just starting to realize that, that they know they need to be in streaming. Uh, They certainly want to be there in a big way, but strategically we see them maybe rolling over their linear strategies into this new space. And so we're looking at it as this is modern television. We want to help modernize the television media plan. And to your point, to what you said before, truly make brands unmissable in this new space. So I think we're, we're at an inflection point on the advertising side, whereas maybe we're not 
at quite a much of an inflection point on the viewership side. We've crossed that threshold on viewership uh, and now advertisers are really starting to pay attention and coming to us to help figure out how to best maximize the value that they can drive from the space. So talk about how this is impacting your upfront conversations. Obviously those are starting to happen now. Um, how is this shift to streaming and the need for advertisers to follow what consumers are already doing? How should that shift the way marketers look at the upfront? Yeah, absolutely. I think for the 2023 upfront, we're going to see a continuation and trends from the 2022 upfront, and we'll probably see some changes as well. Uh, one of the continuations that we think we'll certainly see is more money, more, more advertising dollars are going to move from linear and into streaming. Um, that, that we feel like we can say with, with some certainty, just based on all the secular shifts in viewership, what, what we hear from brands most of the time is we're going to follow the eyeballs and doing that this year means spending more money on streaming than you did last year. Uh, there are new ad supported players in the streaming space. We think the upfronts this year that that will be a theme. Uh, between Netflix taking ads and Disney Plus and Max taking ads, and then the growth of the pure play ad-supported channels like our channel, the Roku channel, which now reaches over 100 million uh, people in the U.S. It's one of the single largest channels in all of streaming. Uh, we believe that there there's the supply, there's the content, there's the premium nature, and there's all the tools to take on a lot more volume than what is going to be asked of us, uh, especially especially on a place like the Roku channel and the pure play ad-supported uh, streaming. Mm. We also think, uh, one, one more thing to hit on, I guess two more things to hit on, we think consolidation is going to be a really big theme this year. Um, agencies, ad agencies, brand marketers, a lot of people are working with less resources in a resource-constrained economy right now. Uh, we think they're going to look to fewer partners and look to go bigger with those partners and partners that truly have a lot of scale, like Roku, America's number one streaming platform, uh, are going to be there to meet marketers in that moment to help them. And then the last thing is we do think uh, on the measurement side, we're going to see a lot of different partners that are going to be used to measure ads. It remains to be seen if they'll be used as currency, like how much business will actually be transacted on those partners. I think there's a lot of testing going on in that space right now, but certainly that's a dynamic space as well. Mm. Well, to follow up on each of those, I guess for the first point, um, talk about like how now that there are more streaming players in the market, and I guess this sort of ties into the consolidation piece, like obviously you can transact in streaming environments in real time using real time data does that sort of impact the amount that advertisers are buying upfront and locking in upfront like does it change the nature of the upfront in that sense i think it has the potential to uh we're we're still seeing a pretty robust demand for traditional upfronts y yes they'll be tinged with uh significantly more flexibility than an upfront that was transacted 5 years ago but still looking at that core tenant of locking in advantageous deal terms in exchange for, for volume. Mm. Uh, we're still seeing a pretty robust demand for that. We do think the new technology has a lot of disruptive potential. And I think 
each year we see more and more of that happen, but just not necessarily at broad scale yet to where we'd say something like the upfront is ending. Mm -hmm. And then on the measurement front, um, there's been a lot of activity in that space, a lot of new vendors coming to the fore and, and tests being done. What has Roku sort of done and what's your your POV on on measurement and alternative providers this upfront? Yeah, our, our POV is we're meeting marketers where they are. You're going to hear me say that a lot throughout the next little bit. Uh, we're, we're here to help. We're not here to restrict or make things more difficult. And so our POV is we work with virtually everyone. We have a measurement partner program that works with over 30 third-party measurement partners spanning the entire funnel, including a lot of the new players and alternative currency as well. Um, so we we want to be a guiding force. We sit on a lot of really interesting data and um, it gives us a unique POV on measurement in general. And we think we can help uh, a lot of third-party providers measure our platform more accurately and, and be a help to more advertisers. And that's really what we're focused on. But at the end of the day, it, it's an advertiser first business and, and we're here to help. Mm -hmm. How else is Roku um, adapting its ad offerings as more audiences move to, to streaming and more advertisers move to streaming? Yeah, I think the first thing, and this goes back to the fragmentation we were talking about before, uh, is we want to help modernize TV marketing plans. And the best way we can do that in 2023 is helping brands understand that the new TV journey is much different than the old TV journey. There is a full streamer's journey from power on to purchase complete that is there for the marketer to be involved in, to infuse value into, and to generate their own business results from. Uh, what we've seen is as streaming has become mainstream, a lot of brands are rolling over their linear strategy and that equates to renting ad space in a show. When you think of the full streamer's journey, when they turn their TV on and it's time to find content, they watch a show, they see an ad, maybe they're able to interact with that ad in a way they could never do on linear. Maybe they then go search on a search engine for that product after seeing that ad. Um, that moment of a 30 second spot in an ad is like maybe step three in the streamer's journey. And we're helping brands realize just how much they're missing out on by joining midway through. Mm. You want to start at the beginning of the journey and follow your consumer all the way down their journey, all the way down the funnel from power on to purchase complete. So uh, that's a lot of the education we're doing right now. And at the end of the day, brands that do that are going to get more of what they love. They're going to get more scale out of their buy. They're going to get more reach, not just incremental reach to linear TV, but incremental reach to streaming channels as well, each individual channel on Roku drives no more than 6% on average uh, unique reach. And so all the different puzzle pieces that make up the whole puzzle, if you're just looking at each of those pieces in a silo, you're missing this full picture. And so we're really looking to harness our position as the entire puzzle, as the platform to help brands reach um, audiences across that entire journey. Yeah. How much does that have to require like an evolution of the planning strategy, right? And like the types of data that agencies are using to find and um, model their media buys off of? I think that's been underway for quite a while now. I think that's part of the idea around alternative currencies and some of the partners in the space. It certainly harnesses the power of automatic content recognition, which is the ability 
uh, to recognize what's actually playing on the glass and tie that back to a unique user. I, I think that's been underway for a while now. And I think as streaming continues to take share of viewership from linear and become what will essentially be the fulcrum of a brand's media spend in general, you're going to see those planning strategies evolve along with it. Mm, interesting. So obviously we're entering the upfront this year um, amid a ton of economic uncertainty. There's been um, a bunch of earnings reports recently came out that, you know, we're, we're pretty good, but the tone is sort of like, we're not sure how this is all going to go right in the second half of the year. So what are you sort of like expecting? Um, how are you sort of helping advertisers navigate this environment while also making sure they have, you know, impactful investments where they need to find their audiences? So we're hearing marketers say virtually what you just said now. Everybody's hopeful. There are some good signs out there, but everybody's still pretty cautious from a general business perspective. So still demand to transact in an upfront capacity, but certainly there are some things that might matter more this year than in a different economic climate. The first one is flexibility. We've been in that mode since the pandemic, really. Um, and you're seeing downstream effects of that across all the big upfront partners. So we'll, we'll continue to lean into that and we'll help sort of meet brands in their moment to help them overcome whatever business challenges come their way. So I think flexibility is one thing that we see. The second thing is we're, we're really hearing and feeling a need to connect brand media to performance. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a temptation on the brand marketer side or on the marketer side that brand dollars are the first thing to go and money needs to be put into channels that produce direct ROI, which is to totally fair. But I think we also know that the top of the funnel is a really important part of the bottom of the funnel as well. It's on us as media partners and as partners in general to help brands understand that connection. So we've spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, an example could be our partnership with Microsoft. We announced a partnership last year and announced some results more recently where we're helping brands understand the correlation between streaming TV and search results. Uh, and we found a really positive correlation that an ad that is shown on Roku leads to an incremental lift in the amount of search results or searches that happen for a brand on Bing. So that's a perfect example of how the top of the funnel, a TV ad on Roku, helps push users down the funnel into more performant channels as well. Uh, we also announced a partnership with DoorDash last year, which is going to bring all sorts of commerce capabilities to the TV screen, really playing off the synergy between ordering food and watching television. Uh, we partnered with Wendy's very early on in that process uh, in partnership with DoorDash. And we found that that partnership specifically helped Wendy's grow order size largely from new and lapsed customers and in general drove a positive ROI ASAP. So that's actual sales data that we're getting from DoorDash that helps draw a correlation between a TV ad and an actual lower funnel result. So I'd say first thing is flexibility. Second thing is a connection of brand to performance which we're really leaning into. I think the, the third thing is a focus on creative. Uh, brands are navigating through a time right now when the vehicle they use to drive the most amount of reach, traditional television, no longer drives that reach for them. 
and they're looking to replace that reach in streaming. But what they're learning is they need to be more efficient than ever. Uh, and to us, efficiency means creative effectiveness and taking advantage of all these different canvases that exist in the streaming space, specifically with platforms like Roku to make your creative more effective. Uh, so I think that's the third theme as well. Flexibility, connecting brand to performance, and then hearing a lot of a, a real focus on making creative more effective. Yeah. So I'm interested in talking about the third piece. Like, are you sort of getting involved with with advertisers and helping them make effective creative for the platform? And like, what sort of ad opportunities are you opening up for Roku advertisers that are maybe not the traditional 30-second spot they're used to? Yeah, absolutely. We launched our brand studio. It's called the Roku Brand Studio two years ago with exactly this purpose in mind is how do we understand or how do we help brands understand how to produce and create bespoke creative for connected TV? And again, not to keep coming back to this, but it goes back to this idea of we're still seeing a decent amount of advertisers rolling over their linear strategy into this new space, but asking us like, hey, help us understand and uh, modernize what we're doing for connected TV. So the brand studio was built specifically for that purpose. Uh, and it continues to help advertisers in that regard, whether it's uh, evaluating their own creative, whether it's adding interactivity, uh, uh, which we should come back to a whole new capability that advertise or that audiences have holding the remote in their hand and they can just click okay and be taken into an entire branded experience um, or producing bespoke video content, episodic content, um, shoulder content, associated content for brands as well. Yeah. Another thing that's interesting is speaking of like interconnectivity and linking it to commerce. I know Roku also has a partnership with Walmart, right? For shoppable ads. Talk about how that like, first of all, how is that, trend picking up with consumers and then in turn are advertisers testing these types of experiences. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's an exciting partnership. I mean, look, we we believe that modern TV is all going to be streamed, which means it's going to be digital and it's incumbent on us as America's number one streaming platform to lead the way in helping brands understand how to transact in digital TV. That has importance around data and targeting and measurement. We also think there's importance around elements of com commerce. Uh, if you think about it, the, the streaming audience was raised on holding this very simple remote in their hand, but also making purchases directly from the television screen. Those first purchases were subscriptions to their favorite streaming channels, movies, TV shows, rentals. They're already predisposed to interact with their remote to make purchases. And we think there's a real opportunity to make television as frictionless as social when it comes to shopping. So we partnered with Walmart in this last year. Walmart is functioning as the back end to a really interactive shopping capability on Roku, where as a video is playing, as a commercial is playing, audiences will be prompted to either fill a cart or directly purchase a product sold in Walmart, and it'll get sent directly to their house. Um, so again, we we think the future of television is not just targetable and measurable, but that it's shoppable as well. Um, and we're really leaned in to help teach that new behavior for our audience. Awesome. So with so much changing in the marketplace, what's one prediction you have for the upfronts in general? So I, I know we touched on 
what we thought was coming this year. I, I can spend a minute or two talking about what we see in the future. I think there's four or five key themes just off the top of my head. I think linear decline and streaming gain is going to be a continued theme. We've seen it fairly consistently in an, in an accelerated way for quite a while now. And we think that's going to go well into the future. There's only one network, one linear network that has over 1 million nightly 18 to 49 viewers at this point. So it's pretty stunning. Um, and we think that trend will continue as well. We think the future of streaming is ad supported. I think we're seeing that now ads were kind of a, maybe an unwelcome participant in the beginning of streaming. Although if you really paid close attention uh, and saw things like the launch of the Roku channel and its success, Tubi's success, Pluto TV's success, you probably knew this day was coming. We think ad supported streaming hours will overtake subscription hours. Not, not this year, um, but in the future. We think sports will accelerate the shift to streaming. We see that already, but we think that's only going to increase as well. We do think these new ad TV experiences, uh, specifically around bespoke creative and new ad formats, will take off as well. We have some exciting new announcements in our new front coming up next week in New York in that regard. And then lastly, just going back to currency, we, we don't think that's uh, a fad. We think that's real. We think there'll be a democratization of currency in the space. We work very well with all partners in that space. And uh, we look forward to brands getting as accurate of a read as possible in a cross-screen fashion of their media performance. Awesome. And so what can advertisers and marketers expect of Roku this year as is part of your, as you negotiate with them for your upfront pitch? Yeah, I think we're they're going to see that we're giving them more of what they want. We've listened really closely over the past year as we do every year. We recognize that it's a unique moment for them and that there are certain things that they want and that they need for their business. And we're going to give them more of that. We're going to give them more reach, more incremental reach. We reach over 70 million households now. The Roku channel reaches 100 million people. Uh, we're going to give them as much incremental reach as possible to help them replace the reach that they're losing in linear. We're going to give them more bespoke creative experiences, really taking advantage of that entire streamer's journey from power on to purchase complete. And then we're going to continue to be flexible. We're going to meet them where they are, whether that's transacting media within our walls or within other walls, uh, whether that's using our measurement services or third-party measurement services, um, we're really going to continue to be flexible and to prioritize the end advertiser as best as possible. Awesome. Well, Julian, thank you so much for chatting with me today and good luck out there at the upfronts. Thank you so much, Allison. <laughs>